This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. There is only one reality. It isn't solid. It's not the clockwork reality that mainstream science tries to tell us it is, nor is it the sort of airy, dogmatic, beliefs-based reality that mainstream Christianity tells us it is. Science and religion can help us a little bit to better understand our one reality, but neither really gets to what's really going on because, they're frankly, they're ignoring one another and they're ignoring a whole wealth of information in between. That's too bad, because the truth about what reality is and who you really are is more wonderful than your most optimistic imaginings. You are a powerful, eternal being, and you never began, and you never will end. That fact is a special comfort to our wonderful guest this week. I met Maria Pay 18 months ago at an afterlife conference in Scottsdale, Arizona, less than a year earlier. Both of her beautiful young sons had been murdered by their own father. Unlike so many of us who could have been broken by that experience, when I met her, Maria was already working on communicating with her children and processing her grief in extraordinary ways. What could have been a tragic story is so uplifting, you won't want to miss a word of it. Welcome, Maria. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Roberta. But, but, but I guess what I, the first thing I want you all to understand is that, like me, Maria is a serious professional woman. She's an attorney, Maria? Yes, that's correct. And uh, tell us a little about your background, and then tell us tell us the story. How did this awful thing happen? Well, you know, I grew up in Southern California. I was very much, uh, I'd say, a, a mainstream child, uh, working on my education and achieving. Uh, I played uh, tennis um, competitively, and after I graduated from high school, I attended Harvard University, where I received my my bachelor's degree. Came back to California ultimately received my law degree and was was practicing law and was living a life which I thought was the life that I was supposed to lead here on earth, and that was having a husband, having children, and uh, working on uh, achieving and, mo- and moving forward. And, of course, that all changed in 2011. Um, at that time, I had uh, already separated from my ex-husband, and we had joint custody of our children. Sean, who was at the time 15, and my second son, Kyle, was 13. Um, And my ex-husband killed both of them while they were sleeping, and then he killed himself, and that is really how my journey began on June 21st of 2011. Oh, my goodness. So what did you do next? What, What happened? Well, as you can imagine, Roberta, I was in a in a fog and I uh, was trying to um, survive at that point. Uh, I know that other bereaved parents 
completely understand of just being in a state of shock and disbelief. Um, and what I ended up doing after um, I, I managed to get through the memorial service and had my sons cremated, and I found myself back at my house sitting there wondering, what am I supposed to do now? And where are my sons? That was my big question. Where are my sons, and how can I continue to have a relationship with them? Um, coming from the background I did, I didn't have any knowledge of afterlife or spiritual um, practice or anything like that, so I really didn't know where to begin. And I think that's when probably I would say my intuition or divine guidance kicked in, and I knew I had to contact um, one of my friend's uh, sister's who at the time, I didn't know this, but I later discovered that she did um, shamanic work, meditation, um, and she's the one that taught me how to do journey meditations so I could actually connect with my son. Tell us about your religious background. What would lead you to go to someone like that? Well, you know, I I grew up, um, you know, my, my parents, grew up in the Philippines, they immigrated here to the United States, and the religion in the Philippines is primarily um, Roman Catholic, so that's how I was raised, and I often joke about this with my friends, because when I was nine years old, my father discovered the Church of Tennis, and so (laughs) there really wasn't any more religion uh, other than playing tennis every weekend and playing tennis tournaments, and that's how I became a competitive tennis player. Uh, so there really wasn't very much uh, religious um, uh, teaching in, in my life after that time period, and I really wasn't that interested in it. Uh, I was very focused on the physical and material world and the world of achievement. And so uh, up until the time that my, my sons were killed, I really didn't have a practice. And um, I would dabble here and there, I guess, kind of trying to seek uh some kind of spiritual guidance, but nothing ever really serious, certainly no meditation, no um, journey meditations, and no uh, journaling and, and, and writing down a lot of those inner inner thoughts. So what led me to, to seek out Marcy? I, I guess I just have to say desperation and complete loss of what to do. So I had to really basically go outside of my frame of reference because there was nothing that I didn't know where to turn and um, uh, this was just one one resource that somehow popped into my head that she would be able to help me. And, and you really believed your sons were alive somewhere. You just didn't know where. I think you- definitely from on a on a spiritual, intuitive, emotional level, I believed that intellectually because of the way I had been raised and trained and educated. I was very skeptical. Of course, yeah. I just thought, you know, how am I going to? How am I going to see them and talk to them and hear them if they're not here? Yeah. Okay. So, um, but this, obviously, the, the emotional part, the spiritual part, uh, the intuitive became much stronger to do something to find out where they were. They couldn't, in my mind, not exist anymore. So you went to this shaman. And yeah. What, t- tell us that story. Well, it's interesting because I I called her, and we'd only met briefly one time, quite a long time ago, and I asked her, I just said, I think that you can help me. Um, How do I talk to the boys? Um, And 
Marcy started off by telling me that she had already checked on them and seen them and they were okay and they had crossed over and they were worried about me. And so I started asking her all kinds of questions. Uh, well, what did you see? What did, you, what did they say? And this and that. And she said to me, don't you want to ask them the question yourself? Don't you <laughs> oh, want wow. to talk to them yourself? And that was the first time I realized that she, she wasn't going to be a, a medium for me. She wasn't going to communicate with them for me. She was going to teach me how to communicate with them directly. Wow. So we decided to um, uh, set up a time for me to come and see her. She was at the time living in Northern California. And she told me later, of course, after we had had our experience together, that she had checked in with her own guides to find out if this was something that she was she should be doing. Um, and, and when I say guides, I mean spiritual guides, of course. So I went up there for about a week, and it was really kind of like spiritual boot camp for me because I didn't know any of these things that she was teaching me. I just intuitively knew I had to trust her in order to 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 be able to really have a relationship with my boys again, a different kind of relationship, and in some ways an even more powerful relationship than what I had here with them when they were here in physical form. Tell us a little about her. She had been a shaman for a long time. I don't even know what a shaman is, and that's a confession. Yeah. Um, I think of it as related to Native American spirituality, but that's the extent of my understanding. And that's, Roberta, probably the extent of mine <laughs> as well. Um, it really is um, a practice of, of tapping into, I guess, the energies beyond our physical realm and connecting with with spirit. Uh, does she so, meditate, though? What does she do? Yes. Do and and this, is, this is the question I get a lot is, how did you do this? Because I would, in conversation, talk about, well, my son said this and that. And, they, yes. and people would look at me. Uh, you know, with their mouths open, saying, well, how do you do that, and how do I do that? And it's actually, you know, very, very simple, very, very basic. It's it's a matter of um, letting, opening up your, your mind, your soul, your heart to the possibility of something else beyond this. So what I did was when I went up there, again, not knowing anything, um, she she took me to these other realms and how we did it was in meditation. Uh, she just told me, get comfortable. And so I laid down on her carpet and she would walk me through a meditation to, for example, if we were going to go to animal realm, she would say, we're going into a tunnel and we're going to come out and you're going to come into this jungle and, and you're going to see a lot of different animals there and your animal guide will be there. And this, had you uh, had you ever meditated before? This this is no. pretty advanced. No, no, I really hadn't meditated before. I, I think, you know, I certainly tried a few times, but you know, I'm embarrassed to say, Roberta, I would just fall asleep. Me too. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so the the whole concept of meditating <clears throat> for me was um, skeptical that that I was actually going to be able to do anything with it, but I just trusted her because I really had nowhere else to turn. And so she walked you through what sounds like almost hypnosis to get you to get your mind um, able to go into these other. Did you have the sense that you were um, traveling out of your body, 
or were you traveling inside your mind? What was the sense? How did that, how did that feel? Actually, I had, I had both types of sensations and I would say it's, it would be a little, I, you know, I, I don't know enough to know what the difference is between meditation and hypnosis, but I know that the meditation was, it was a guided meditation, so I would just follow what she was telling me. And I think when you're first learning meditation, that certainly is the easiest way because it, right. your mind is focused on the voice and focused on direction. Um, when I went into these places, I actually visually saw them. I could see them in my mind. And um, so it was both uh, a obviously a, a mental thing, but it was more like I wasn't necessarily traveling out of my body. I think I was just tapping into the power of my consciousness to, to be able to reach these other realms. Right. And right. so that was primarily what my my journey meditations were, was actually getting my vibration, I guess, to a certain level to connect yeah. with the boys to where they were. Sometimes it would be a little bit out of body, but most of the time not. Yeah, that is fascinating. And so... The first time that she took you to your sons, um, was that was that the first time this all happened, or did yes. she take you to other places first? Uh, well, she she did take me to animal realm first, and the way she explained it was that the the vibration there was a little bit lower, and it would be a little easier to get there first as a first attempt to uh-huh. you know raise your conscious consciousness. So we went there first. Um, and then the second place she took me was fairy realm. And, you know, again, Roberta, as, as a trained attorney, <laughs> you know, educated in science and evidence and proof, it was, it was a little hard for me to, to actually do that. But I did, and I was just incredibly surprised at what I saw and what I experienced there. What did you experience there? Just the, the, the landscape that I could see, the colors, the... The, the um, vibrancy of everything and, and, and fairies, little fairies. And the other thing that I found very interesting was before we even went into the meditation, Marcy gave me very serious and very direct instructions about uh, not drinking from a cup if they offered me something or if they're offering me a piece of fruit or an apple, just politely decline. So in... In her mind, clearly, this is as real as any other, is our reality that we believe is real here on Earth. Sure. Uh, so it was very, it was very um, serious. And, but they were fairies? Do they ever appear on Earth, or is this just another part of reality that, that the, and they don't come to Earth? I, I really don't know. I, huh. I think they probably do. Um, I think, I, I have to laugh because I have a, a, a friend of mine who I'm convinced is a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we 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 know so little about That's true. You know what these different incarnations here are, and, and different people that we meet, different entities or live beings. We don't, we don't we don't really know. Did she tell you what would happen if you imbibed? Um, no, it's funny because right. I never did ask, and uh, maybe the next time I talk to her, I'll have to ask her about that yeah. if I'd taken a, 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 a sip from the, yeah, yeah. Well, 
Well, th- this is Roberta Grimes, and you're listening to uh, Seek Reality on the Contact Talk Radio Network. This seems like a good time to break because we're about now to see Maria's sons again. Every week at this time, we spend an hour together at working to better understand the one glorious reality in which we live and all its many realms. We'll be right back. When she was eight, Roberta Grimes had an amazing experience of light. She spent the next 50 years researching the afterlife to try and understand what had happened to her. And the result is her book, The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. Roberta's book is Cliff Notes to 200 Years of Abundant and Consistent Afterlife Evidence. It will show you why extinction is impossible for you, explain how you can enjoy the death process, and describe for you in wonderful detail the glorious heaven that awaits us all. Available on Amazon, in Kindle, and in print, The Fun of Dying will start you on a thrilling and life-affirming voyage as you learn the glorious truth about who you really are. If you've ever wondered why you're here, if you wonder whether God is real, if you wonder why life isn't fair or whether there's life after death, let Roberta Grimes help you learn the joyous truth about your own reality. Roberta has trouble with believing things. She's always wanted to know. So she spent decades studying nearly 200 years of afterlife evidence. In the process, she made some wonderful discoveries about God, reality, and your own eternal nature. The truth is better than your most optimistic hopes. Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Why wonder and worry when at last it's possible to know? Welcome back to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes. My guest is the wonderful Maria Pei, who is a Harvard-educated, serious, sober-sided attorney who, um, like me, you know, didn't set out to do any of this and is a serious professional woman, but she had a tragedy in her life. Her two teenage sons were murdered by their father, and she began a journey which continues. Um, but the the reason this is so important is that the journey she undertook is one that just about anybody could could take if they if they just set about doing it and if they had the right uh, uh, you know helpers and perhaps just listening to her will inspire some people to want to do that. Um, I, I just want to make clear too. We, I talked with her during the break that she was al- always on the way to go see her sons, but there are many levels of reality and the area where her sons were uh, or are continue to be, but where she would meet them was at a higher vibratory level than our level by a good bit. So her guide took her to first an animal realm and then a fairy realm, which are which are lower than the place where she was eventually going to go, and we heard about those before the break. But now let's let's go back to listening to Maria tell us her story. Thanks, Roberta. Yeah, I wanted to just say that um, the, the way that Marcy took me through this process um, again, it's Marcy Galbraith, 
uh, a good friend and, and uh, practicing shaman, had one of the ways that she, I think, kind of eased me into this whole process was, first of all, taking me to animal realm and then fairy realm and then progressively a little bit higher. So the first time we went into what, what I call, and I believe what she called the upper realm, um, was to go first just to create a special place for uh, and to visualize a place where I would be meeting my son. So the first time I went there, I actually um, met my guide. I have a guide and who helps me. Uh, and from my understanding, based on everything I've read, is that we all have guides that, that help yes. us through life, whether we're aware of them or not. Right. And I became aware of my guide um, shortly after the boys died. So, um, and this was, uh, I guess, maybe unconsciously, uh, even before I learned how to go to the upper realm, uh, I, I l- had learned about my guy because I called out for him in my sleep, and I was confused because I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Um, but the, so this first time to the upper realm, my guide was with me, and we um, went into uh, a sanctuary, and I it essentially created the place where I wanted to be able to meet my son. So as I look at it now, Roberta, I think that it's, it, it's clearly it's not the other side. It's not the, um, the ultimate place that we go after we die, but it was, it was a meeting ground. It was a meeting place at, at a higher vibration, obviously, than, than earth or animal or fairy realm, but not clearly on the other side because there was a portal there where the boys would come through, and I knew that that led to the other side. And let me tell you, there were a lot of times I was pretty tempted to go through it, yeah, uh, yeah. even knowing that I couldn't. Um, so that I, first I, time, I, go ahead. I'll tell you, just an aside, um, one of the reasons I'm certain if all this is real is that what you say is so consistent with what other people say who have approached this from different directions. People who have near-death experiences go to a similar in sort of intervening space, uh, and they're told they can't go beyond it. If they see their relatives or their friends, it's in that intervening space, that um, what Bob Monroe called a hollow heaven. And I think that's um, that's a very important point. Everyone listening, when we we talk to people or listen to or read what people who have said who uh, have made this journey, it's the same journey. The same geography, the same physics, always. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's so important. I mean, of course, I believe you even more because what you're talking about is exactly what I would expect. It's all the same. It's great. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, it's okay, Robert. And and the other interesting thing is that I certainly had never read about, I didn't even know what a near-death experience was at the time I was having this, uh, my own experience in the upper realm. Uh, I read about those things later on as I started to gain a lot more interest uh, in learning about the afterlife. So after this first meeting, so I knew where I was going to be meeting them. So the next time we went to the upper realm, this was the time that I was going to be seeing my boys. And, and, and over how much time? Now, you, is this during that first week? The, yes. I, I think I spent only five days with Marcy. So okay. we actually went pretty quickly. It was probably the second day I was there. Uh, probably in the morning, we went to the upper realm to create the sanctuary. And the afternoon, we went up there, and she said, now is the time that you, your boys will, will come and meet you there. Wow. And, of course, you know, here I am. I'm still skeptical what I've been through, three meditations, and now all of a sudden I can talk to my sons. 
Well, believe it or not, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And it was it was just incredible. I can't describe it any other way. It was something that um, where I could actually see them, how they looked physically. Um, you know, they showed themselves as they were uh, just before they passed. And I was able to, to actually hug them and touch them and kiss them and smell them. Wow. wow. And something that I didn't think was from my, I guess, intellectual mind uh, and from my background, didn't think could be possible, but here it was happening to me. Well, how were they dressed? What did they look like? Um, well, they, they had their same haircuts, longer haircuts. It's funny because they're, they're, when they, at the time they died, they both had had their hair cut very short, um, but a lot of people don't associate them looking that way. So they had their, their longer haircuts. I, could, I guess I could call them Beatles haircuts because yeah. they looked kind of like the Beatles is the way uh-huh. their, their hairstyles would be. Um, and they just had that kind of look about the, the usual, you know, Kyle in his track pants, you know, he was the little jock. So, uh, and then Sean in his jeans and they, they had the same mannerisms and they, and I could, they were talking to me. I mean, we we're talking, we we're having conversations. Wow. And I, so this is the practice that Marcy taught me, um, and I, I just have to put in a little plug for Marcy because she's such a great practitioner. Uh, she she gives you tools. She wanted me to learn everything so I could do everything myself. Is she uh, taking not clients? rely on her. Does she I, take other clients? Yes, yes. I think I think yeah, she but, does. Well, why don't we give her contact information now and also at the end of? Certainly. Um, her name is Marcy Galbraith, and it's G A L. Do you know? Do you know? Do you have? Do you, Know her phone number or her. I email have a phone. I have an email address for her, and her email address is Star of Ire, and it's S T A R O F E I R E underscore the number one underscore again, and then at hotmail dot com. Great. So it's Star of Ire underscore one underscore at hotmail dot com. Great. So Perfect. that's how you can contact her. Um, Perfect. So what did they say that first time? There they are appearing, and you're excited, and you're hugging them. What did they say? They said that that they are okay. We're okay, Mom, and you're okay. I I I think um, you know. I have to say, I I I was so kind of overcome emotionally with what was going on. And I was just happy to see them. That I just wanted to to hold them and hug them. Oh sure. Um, didn't necessarily want to do a lot of talking. And is is one of the other things, Roberta, that I that I did through my journey was to write everything down. And this was critical. And it's it in hindsight now when I look at it, um, I understand now why that was so important. Why I felt felt so compelled to do that. But every time I went into a journey meditation and came out of it, I immediately wrote down everything that I could remember. And so, um, like right now sitting with you talking and you asked me what they said, um, I don't know. I'll have to go look <laughs> in my book and reference yeah. that entry to find out what exactly it was that they said. Um, but they, they, they gave me a lot of comfort, I think, that first time, yeah. uh, just to let me know that, that they were... They were okay. They were doing well, and that um, just to to let me know too how worried they were about me, how they want me to be okay. 
Um, I think there's a lot of um, children and spirits on the other side who worry terribly about their parents. Um, And the parents become so grief-stricken that it's very hard to receive the the messages, the communication from your children, which is why, again, it's so important to just try to open up your heart and, and lift your vibration up. And, and I'm sure you know this um, quite well, Roberta, is that all those emotions of grief and, and sorrow, they're very low vibration, and yes. it's harder for us to connect when we're in that yes. space. They, they actually are almost a barrier um, when people are in deep grief, and that's the tragedy and sort of irony of it all. The people who most desperately need to, he- need to hear from their loved ones are the people who can't because there's this grief in the way. So, uh, yeah, uh, good advice. Let's get past the grief as mu- as soon as we can, as quickly and, and as well as we can, because that allows our loved ones to, to do what they want to do, which is to show us that they're just fine. And I think another part of the grief, too, because I don't think anybody, any of us really ever gets past it. I, I can tell you just a couple of days ago, I was feeling extreme grief. And I think that is part of the, the communication, too. It's, yes. it's the love that we feel for, yes. for our children. And to, and to be able to just honor that and sit in it and be okay with that and know that it is it's about love. It's not about um, being unhappy for the rest of your life. Because, you know, that, that moment will pass and you will have another better moment and we're going to go in cycles like this for as long as we're here it's about love but it's not so much about pain because they're fine i mean there's it's one thing to really miss people and we miss people even when they're alive but it's quite another to think they've been extinguished and that seems to be the worst pain people have but you don't have that pain now so when you feel grief it's a sadness they're not with you but you don't grieve for them in the same way that you would if you thought they didn't exist. I do to some degree. I mean, I, I agree do. with you, Roberta. Oh, but here's the thing. We're human. We're yeah, human. Right. We're always going to feel it. And, and, and so when I do feel it, there, there are times where I feel just like the mother who lost her child yesterday. Yeah. And that is going to be with me. I accept that. But I also know that I have a lot more wisdom and knowledge about what, where they are, and so that's what help what helps me get to uh, a better place again. Um, so it's not that um, I don't have sadness still because I certainly do, but yeah. it's just now that the sadness doesn't stay forever. Um, I think that sadness again. We said it's 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 just based on love and missing them and wanting them to be here with us in their physical form, but we you know, obviously have grown from this and know that they're they're much more than what their physical forms are. We all are. Yes. Um, and that's what helps me keep going. I think it's the one the people that cannot get beyond that, um, yes. who really who really suffer. It's we all have our own journey. It takes everybody whatever time it takes them to get to where they need to be. Um, and I'm just hoping that some of what I've experienced can can help other people. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure it helps anyone who hears you. But now, what do they say about their, their, their having died so young? Do, do they regret that? Do they, I, I know you've told me they say to forgive their father, that they forgive him. Yeah, that's one of the things actually that came out um, through 
the the medium that I used, who, uh, Tim Braun. I had a couple of really great sessions with him, and um, it came through also in my journey meditations. But it's always always nice to have some validation from a from an objective outside source. Um, they they talk about it, I guess, kind of in vague terms because I think there's a lot of things that I'm not supposed to know. They talk about a bigger plan, about um, that time when all the pieces of the puzzle will fit and I'll be able to understand everything. But until then, I have my own growth and um, spiritual evolution, I guess you could call it, that, that I need to go through while I'm here. If I knew everything, then then what's the point of being here anymore? Right, right. Have they said that you that they want you to spread this message? Have they talked to you about that? Oh yeah, yeah. They're the ones who kept saying, "Start writing your book, Mom. Start <laughs> writing." Yeah. Um, I know other people have talked about. Um, some of my friends have suggested, "Oh, maybe you'll you'll write a book because I would share some of my journal entries." And I never really thought seriously about it. Um, Again, I don't. I can't really tell you why I felt compelled to write everything down. Um, I can tell you now, in retrospect, that it's because I was supposed to do this. But during the time, of course, I was just doing what I felt I needed to do to survive, to to be able to survive what happened to me, and also continue a relationship with my sons. So they were the ones that started really pushing, saying, "You need to share your story, Mom, and you need to." You need to start writing your book and, and, and get it out there. So so you, you were there for a week. How many times did you contact your sons, meet with them during that time? Or five well, days, I'm sorry. I keep saying a During week, that five days? days. Uh, yes. Probably maybe three or four times. Wow. Three or four times. And, and what happened was when I came back home, I started um, a regular practice of journeying to the upper realm. At the time, of course, I was like ecstatic that I could do this, and I thought, well, I'm going to go constantly all the time. Uh, and Marcy had told me, well, just you know, make sure that you're you give yourself a break because it's tiring to do that. You're raising your vibration. You want to take care of yourself physically. Um, and I did start trying to do this every day, and I I just kind of fell into a, a comfortable pattern of every three days. I would. Now, wait, wait a minute. Now you're telling me you were, you're with this woman for five days. You're not a meditator. You've never done anything like this before. At the end of five days, you go home and you're able to do it on your own. Yes. Wow. Yes. Is that and standard with this woman? Did she say this is what you can expect? Uh, we, you know, we we really didn't talk about it. She just said to go with what feels right. You intuitively will know. Um, your boys will help you. Um, I, and I think that's the other part of it, Roberta, that I want to emphasize to people is that I'm not, I'm not unusual in that that's, sense. That's Anybody can do this. To me, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, of just trusting. Uh, I know that, that sounds easier than it, than it sounds, but, um, it's a matter of, again, here's somebody that was in complete desperation and, and devastated and, and not knowing where to turn, I just had to to open myself up and say, you know what, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to try it anyway because, you know, what else is there? But you're uh, not psychic. You've never done anything no. like this before. No. And and this woman in five days was able to teach you how to journey on your own 
just to meet with your sons about every three days. Yes, yes, wow. and I and I know anybody else can do it too. This oh, is the this beauty is, of what Marcy teaches this is, is giving this is you the tools. A good time for us to just take a moment um, because I think it's. I, I, I'd like you to talk about that over again. I don't think people believe it. I believe it because I know you, but um, this is quite amazing. This is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Our, our guest is Maria Pei, who, without any previous abilities, has was taught in five days how she could routinely communicate with her two beloved sons who have been murdered. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've ever wondered why you're here, if you wonder whether God is real, if you wonder why life isn't fair or whether there's life after death, let Roberta Grimes help you learn the joyous truth about your own reality. Roberta has trouble with believing things. She's always wanted to know. So she spent decades studying nearly 200 years of afterlife evidence. In the process, she made some wonderful discoveries about God, reality, and your own eternal nature. The truth is better than your most optimistic hopes. Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Why wonder and worry when at last it's possible to know? When she was eight, Roberta Grimes had an amazing experience of light. She spent the next 50 years researching the afterlife to try and understand what had happened to her. And the result is her book, The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. Roberta's book is cliff notes to 200 years of abundant and consistent afterlife evidence. It will show you why extinction is impossible for you, explain how you can enjoy the death process, and describe for you in wonderful detail the glorious heaven that awaits us all. Available on Amazon, in Kindle, and in print, The Fun of Dying will start you on a thrilling and life-affirming voyage as you learn the glorious truth about who you really are. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network and our wonderful, extraordinary guest, Maria Pei, who was taught, and, and I, I sort of spent the break getting my jaw up off the floor because I've never heard a story like this. Um, Maria has no psychic abilities. She's a professional woman, an attorney. Her sons were murdered. She, she needed help. She felt guided to contact someone who, in five days, taught her how to voyage to the intermediate area where we do meet with our loved ones every three days and actually be with her sons. Hug them, smell them, talk to them. This is true, right, Maria? What I'm yes. saying is true? Yes, that's wow. what happened to me. Wow. The, the veil is certainly thin. So, okay, you came back, um, and this this woman, we, we will give her contact information a little later on. Um, if there's any justice in the world, she will her phone will ring off the hook for the rest of her life because there are so many people who need what she can do. That is so fabulous. So so you came back and tried to resume your life. Um, t- I'm sorry, take up again where, where we left off before. They, they were telling you, write everything down, Mom. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were telling me just to write everything down. Uh, and actually, I they, they weren't actually telling me that. Something else was. Call it intuition or divine guidance, whatever you want to call it. I just felt like I had to write everything down and record every day yeah. uh, what was going on with me. Uh, because we, so, we think we remember, but we really don't remember at all. Oh, we don't. Together. And and I can right. tell you right now even that... that um, you know, this book that, you know, the, the journals that I've turned into this book, there's a lot of them I read them over and I think, wow, it's a good thing I wrote that down because I, I can't really even remember having that experience. Wow. Um, of course, at the time, they were so, they were so powerful and, and real to me, uh, these journey meditations, and they were very vivid and very specific about what was said um, during those meetings. So I think that that's why it had to be written down. It had to be sure. had to be shared. Um, I certainly I included um, my other experiences here, which I call you know my my Earth realm experiences with working with a medium, working with a psychic, a hypnotherapist. I was exploring every avenue that I could possibly find to help me just understand where my boys went and, and what they were doing and what I'm supposed to be doing. So there's a lot of resources uh, out there for for people that have lost loved ones. Yes, much more so than ever before. Um, in July, and we'll be talking about that on this show, in July there'll be a conference in Scottsdale, the same place where I met Maria, and we'll be talking, uh, it's called New Developments in Afterlife Communication, put on by uh, a very venerable organization. This is, I think, our 35th um, uh, conference, but You'd be amazed all the different kinds of communicators who are going to be there. It's not only mediums. Mediums are, are what most people understand uh, is the way you communicate, but there are so many ways. And other ways which are as direct, although maybe not quite as spectacular as what happened to you. Um, really, really amazing. So, so every three days you sort of, roughly, you sort of go into this state, which Marcy taught you to go into, and yes. you join them, and they know to come and meet you there. Yes. And, and what I did specifically, Roberta, just so so people can get a clear picture of how I did this, I would lie on the floor uh, on the carpet in my, my bedroom, and I would have uh, my headphones on with a drumming CD. So it was just shamanic drumming, and it helps. Um, anyway, I read this. It, that it, it just helps to get you into a, that certain state where you can raise your vibration and lift your, your consciousness. So I, that's what I would use to help me, and that and that it also helped me to time my my journey meditations so they were only um, about fifteen minutes long each time. Um, which again, I kind of find it amazing when I look back and read some of these um, journey meditations that all of this occurred in a fifteen minute span of time of Earth time. And, and um, yet, they felt much longer. Felt much longer and very detailed. Um, if uh, you read some of the entries. Uh, in my book, there's very a lot of them are quite detailed. But let's give your website, um, which is where the book is. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get yeah. to put I apologize. Book out as a regular book. <laughs> and, and and I'll work on doing that. I just uh, I wanted to make sure that it was accessible to anybody. They wouldn't have to pay for it. So what I did is I posted it on um, the website. Is um, it's for my my son's uh, fund to kind of uh, promote their their ideals. Um, it's called the, Sean, S-E-A-N, 
and kyleimaginefund.com. And I apologize for the length of it, but uh, it is what it is. Sean and Kyle imaginefund.com. And if is you he click on. Out? Sorry? Is he handwritten out? Or is it an ampersand? Uh, oh, it's written A N D. Yeah, okay. it's written out. So S E A N A N D K Y L E I M A G I N E dot com. Fund.com. Imagine fund.com. Fund. Imagine yeah. fund.com. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, so, anyway, if you go on there, you click on a mother's journey, um, you'll see the page that includes uh, a link to either get the PDF version or the Kindle version of the book. Um, you can put in your name and your uh, email if you want to, but that's just optional. Um, and you can just download it for free. Well, that's wonderful. And I think with this background, people will have a better understanding of what it is they're reading. Um, I actually did read a version of your book. Um, when I, around the time I met you, I found it very painful um, to read about your pain, I have to say. I, I could read it only in small doses. Uh, and I didn't fully appreciate what I was reading, and uh, although now I'll look back at it because I, I now I do understand what I was reading. Quite extraordinary. What are they talking about today? What... What, what are, what, have they moved on in their, in their thoughts or in their journey where they are now? Well, I know they're busy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tell people that. They do stuff. Yeah. So well, cloud. Yeah. Here's the thing, Roberta. You know, after I, I started this um, meditation and journaling process in August of 2011, it continued on um, through roughly September of 2012. So there was this period of time where I was doing this very regularly, recording everything in my journals. And then in July of 2012 is when I really started writing my book in earnest. Uh, I really got the, the, the direction, the drive, the guidance to, to write it. So I spent from July to about December of last year just recording my journal entries and, and cleaning it up. Um, but the journey meditations actually tapered off and then eventually stopped. And I can't really tell you on a rational or a logical level why that happened. I just feel that it was, I learned what I needed to learn from my son. Um, they're more in my consciousness consciousness now, and I think I just have kind of conversations with them in my head. I don't have to do the whole ritualistic Laying, laying down, put on your headphones, yeah. listen to the drumming to get there. It's like I already know the connection is there. Yeah. So um, they're just a constant presence in my consciousness. Um, and I know they're busy. They, they do. Um, I know that some of the times I went to see them in my journey meditations, they were working on different things like music or mathematics or some type of scientific thing or pinpoints of light as Kyle would talk about it. It was all beyond me, so I just figured <laughs> right. they, they had important work to do. Um, and I was conscious of that, too. I knew that, that they wanted me to do my work here, too. They know, you know, they don't want me doing journey meditation around the clock because then I wouldn't be living my life here on Earth as I'm meant to. That's a wonderful point. So, so you're not connecting with them that way anymore. You're instead, you just hear them in your mind. Yes, yeah, and I have just that constant connection with them wow so they've you've been told you need to forgive your husband and they've they've said that as well oh yeah 
Yeah, and they they've how said, is that going? You know, it's actually it's actually going very well. I feel Good. that I've uh, I don't um, I don't have a lot of anger and resentment and hatred toward him as I did obviously in the beginning, as any normal human being would have. And uh, I know that I was uh, expressed that quite a bit in the early parts of my book. And then there came a time where I was feeling um, sadness about him, sorrow, um, and I realized that that was kind of on the road to forgiveness. I think there's certainly still work to be done. Uh, It's only been two years and, what, three months. Um, but I feel like um, because I've gained such an understanding and better knowledge about where my boys are and about kind of how things work beyond this earth plane, um, it's easier to go down that road. I think uh, what everything you've said just about is extraordinary, but one of the most extraordinary things about you is that two years, a little more, after he murdered your only two children, you're able to say you're far along the road toward forgiving this man. Um, I, I, I know many people who would tell me that is not possible during your lifetime, and it has taken you, it's not taking you very long. Um, and the reason is, I guess, that you now understand better what's going on. So, you know, they're fine, right? And you, and you, you understand that this is just a tiny moment of time, in a tiny spot in an in, in, in infinite eternity. Yes. And, and uh, I, I, but I, I give you, I commend you for that. Doing the grief work and doing the forgiveness work is the hardest part of losing people the way you've lost your children. I, 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 my hat's thank off to you, I have to say. Thank you. Well, I think That's... one of the keys certainly was just, just learning and getting to that place of really, truly, not just, wanting to believe, but really believing and understanding that we are all souls and that you yeah. cannot kill a soul and that this illusion or this play that we have on earth plane during this lifetime is for the purpose of learning and growth and evolution. And when you get to that point, you can that's when you can actually forgive because you know that we all exist beyond this. Yes. Yeah. This is just a moment. And, and it's uh, still hard, though. There, there's certainly times where you know we get snapped right back into our human bodies, and we are very much human, and can't mm-hmm. understand why people do certain things. And I, I admit that readily. That every day I still have those feelings. You have to when you're still human. So, um, but being able to stay in touch more with that whole understanding and that knowledge, um, it definitely it, it gives you so much compassion and love and understanding for, for others. And that's, that's really what it's, what, what it's about, what we're here for. So you're, you're continuing to practice law. You're, you've sort of gone on with that part of your life. Um, you know, actually I've been working for county government for the, for the last 10 years, and I'm very grateful to have um, just a great work environment, great people to work with. And, um, yeah, just still working full-time and um, just, just letting uh, letting things come as as they they should. I have developed a really uh, tremendous trust in the universe and that the things that happen to us are, are are meant to happen and are all in our best interest. So I'm not trying to control things as much. I think I'm just 
letting things unfold yeah, and trusting that's... that what I'm doing is the right thing, including this book, including um, talking about my experience. I feel that that is a very important part of the work that I'm, I'm going to continue to do uh, during the rest of my lifetime here. There are so many people I would like to have spend time with you. I, there's, I have a whole list, I must say. You are an inspiration. Maria, Maria tell us again um, your wonderful shaman's um, address and how to contact her. Yeah, her name is Marcy Galbraith, G-A-L-B-R-E-A-T-H. Her email address is staroftheire, S-T-A-R-O-F-E-I-R-E, underscore one, underscore, at hotmail.com. Okay, and uh, she is taking... Uh, applications for people to be her clients. She's going to be overwhelmed. She may end up with a list. <laughs> yeah, she is definitely open. She she is a person that that is wanting to share the tools that everybody can use. Um, yeah. And I just want to just put a little plug in too for for all the different the books and everything that I've read uh, on my journey, including um, yours, Roberta, which it was you. the fun of dying, which is, includes so much great information. And I think there's so much out there we can educate ourselves on a on a human intellectual level, and I think that helps us grow into this, this spiritual knowledge that we're we're all supposed to be, I guess, striving for or getting to. It, it we will it sometime or another. It's, as they say, as your sons say it, there's a plan and it's unfolding. That the evidence for that is everywhere. Yes. Well, it's been a thrill to have you here. Um, I'm so enjoying talking with you, and we've, we're, we're coming now to the end of our hour. Uh, everyone, please join us next week. Our guests will be Herb and Ann Perrier. We talked recently with Ann about her son, Stephen, and her journey after, after he com- committed suicide. Um, next week, we're going to meet her husband, Herb, as well, and hear his story. And we're going to talk about their groundbreaking work with energies, uh, a Faraday room. Many people talk about a Faraday cage. They have a whole room in which people have extraordinary experiences uh, and uh, their work at their Logo Center. They, uh, they're they a delight. Uh, please don't miss next week. And meanwhile, join us on Afterlife Forums and uh, and talk about all of this this week and all these other things we've been talking about in this huge, infinitely wonderful, infinitely loving reality in which we live. Now go out and enjoy. Make the most of this coming week because we live in one reality and in that reality you are an eternal being and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.